Hello, it's your girl, Moni. This is my podcast, Shades of Melanin. We can also call it Mindful Moni. Anything you can get from this podcast can be things that can help you change, grow, and get knowledge. But just know, you can always get knowledge. All right, you guys. All right. I hope everyone's having a blessed and beautiful day, no matter what day you're listening to this. I want to spread a message real quick before we start the podcast. The message is, knowing there is change coming soon through faith, accepting all flaws about oneself, it helps to work on those things. So when those flaws are thrown at you, you can stand in truth that you there are greater blessings on their way. You don't have to put down others in order to prove a point. And then I'm going to just say my focus of my podcast. I dare to raise the consciousness of our youth and older generations through positive examples, especially through mindfulness and meditation. And this is word from my father, y'all. All right now, here we go. I have my guest on here, Mr. Yante Flowers. We're going to call him Mr. Flow. And he's going to start us off and then we're going to go in. Here we go, you guys. Flowers. I'm featured on Monty's podcast. I got my own podcast called Flow for Life. With Flow for Life means just being yourself at all times for life. Um, I'm also in the Army. I'm a soldier, um, certified welder. I like to call myself a motivator, uh, influencer, and just a good guy in general, if I get a, give a description of myself. And um, I'm ready to tap in and have an enlightening conversation with Monty about mindfulness, mental health, and meditation. Tap in. All right. It's your girl, Mommy. It's your girl, Mommy. Um, This is my first episode, y'all. And we're going to call this episode Motivation Through the Mind. I think that's a good way to start off just because that's what my focus is going to be on the podcast talking about just things, especially when it comes to positive energy. So this is going to be some motivation for you guys. And it's also motivation for me. So I think it's going to be a real good episode, y'all. And we're going to start off. I'm going to have Mr. Flo. We're going to call him Flo. He is going to come in and just kind of help me out because it's my first episode, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. So what's up, Flo? Tell us, um, I'm going to ask him a question real quick. So with the with this episode, we're going to be talking about meditation. We're going to be talking about mindfulness and mental health. And it's going to all flow together, which is ironic that Mr. Flo is on here. And <laughs> I'm going to ask a question real quick to Mr. Flo. I don't know why I like saying it like that, y'all, <laughs> instead no, of just Flo. <laughs> but y'all can call him Flo because he's going to be on here a couple of other times and have a flowing conversation. So, real quick, um, when we think about mindfulness, and this is for everybody, but I want to ask Mr. Flo first. When you think about mindfulness, what comes to your mind? So, what comes to my mind is being consciously aware of something. Like, knowing, I guess I'll give an example. Uh, being aware of when I need to change and actually being consciously aware of that and knowing like deep down that if I don't change the outcome could be this or it could be that um it's basically being aware you know what I'm saying like I feel like um through my 28 years I done experienced enough where I know certain things and how things can affect me in a good way and in a bad way and by me being consciously aware of that I know how to gauge and how to judge my movements Wow, that was, I like how he said that, y'all. That was, it, it flowed all together, Mr. Flow. <laughs> well, after just hearing him say that, I'm going to tell you what comes to my mind. When I just heard Mr. Flow say that about the mindfulness, because this is a thing also about mindfulness. To, like he said, being aware and being able to take in criticism also where it could be, um, constructive, constructive criticism where 
you don't get really offended by it. You could just take it in and listen because you also want to give out what you want to receive. So a lot of times with me, I try to listen more to people so I could be more calm because a lot of times we, we could take things um, the wrong way when we don't just just be in the moment because we talk about our M's today, being in the moment and being mindful where you can take a situation and just be silent, which I love being really quiet because it kind of throws people off sometimes because a lot of people are so loud about things. And you can just be quiet and take it in. And then you might see like, hmm, I never thought about it that way. You know what I mean? I never thought about it that way. I see where you're mm-hmm. coming from because it allows the other person to open their mind where they'll be like, they'll be able to hear you more too when you speak because you're making them feel accepted. You're not making them feel that they're being judged. And a lot of people get judged for things that they do that we don't even know about, even if they might come off very um, confident. They might still have things going on with their family or whatever where they feel like they can't get that type of, um, that, that, that comfort comfortability where they can feel like safe and they can talk to you about things. So you feel, you feel open with them and then they can feel open with you. So going off of that, what, what he was talking about, I feel like mindfulness could be a very scary topic just because it seems, it seems really deep because it's talking about your mind also. And then the word is kind of like mindfulness, you know, when you think about it, like, Hmm, let me really think about what this means. And Mm -hmm. I feel like, Anything I talk to you guys about, this is my first episode, but anything I talk to you guys about, it's going to be feeling like I'm right there with you, you know, because I'm going through these things myself and these are things I'm working on. And that's what makes me more passionate to talk about it because it's helping me. It's things that I I pushed away a lot that I couldn't focus on. And now that, especially me having after my twin kids, (laughs) they are my twin babies. They just turned three after Christmas. And... Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, they're still toddlers, so they get kind of out of out of hand sometimes. But I feel like what I what's, what's the first thing I noticed, you guys, when I used to be like they they were like going they were like double teaming me, you know, I have a boy and a girl, so I would get like real loud sometimes, yelling at them, and I actually was yelling when I went into labor, so I went through a lot of stress. And I feel like in order to change things that, especially within our past, that we come from our family, whatever, that, that can re, um, reoccur if we allow it. I feel like when I started to just kind of come more in tune to myself, I can see that I can act differently with my kids. I can even really just talk to them. I want to be yelling. I'm not even doing any baby talk. I broke them off the pacifiers recently. And I'm like, if I could do this, I could do anything. So they're motivating me just that. I can motivate them. I like to listen to certain types of music with them. Just um, just to show them, like, you know, I feel like sometimes we can get, if, you know, it's like these are my kids. So if I don't agree with them and they don't agree with me, I don't want to just get mad. That's a that's a, a behavior that happens, action that happens a lot of times when people don't agree, they just get mad instead of just, like, talking it out. And if they're screaming at me sometimes, I'll just be like, you know, that's not how you're going to get what you want. You know, I start just talking to them more in a calm way so they can understand me more and think that not think that I'm just, you know, like a mean mommy just yelling at them all the time. So that's why I'll tie that in with the mindfulness about uh, being able to see something that might not be the best and able to flip it in a different situation where um a lot of people can learn from you when you start learning from yourself, which might sound crazy, but that mm-hmm. that is that's, that's something that's a deep topic too. That it could be something that you can reflect on about how if I change, <laughs> that can change. And you don't even have to be around those people all the time. It could just be around your action, how you're being more silent and more calm, and they'll be like, hmm. They they might even think about it too, like something's up, you know, something's up. Why is she acting like that? And you're just being quiet. You know, you're just being in a meditative state and just, you know, connecting more with yourself, you know, because it's, it's really good to be able to be happy with yourself because it allows other people to be happy. And that's something that we don't really think about when it comes to finding happiness. We always want to maybe type it in Google, like how to find, how to be happy. Or you might mm-hmm. even try to look at different quotes and stuff like, where can I, how can I be happy? What are the things I can do? And it really starts right in with you. I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to rhyme y'all, but yeah. 
I, I was just natural. I didn't mean to do that, but it really just starts with you. And I think that that's something that we should just start reflecting back on, taking care of our inner self because we're at a stage right now, even with the quarantine, you know, all these different things going on and everybody has their different thoughts about it. But I'm telling you, when you just get into like being more meditative, you really can start to see things in a different way where it's like, I can, I'm aware, like Mr. Flo said, I'm aware of what's going on around me, but I'm not letting it have like a complete effect on me where I'm becoming negative. I can just reflect on it real quick, take it in and then meditate about it later. So I don't want to keep Mr. Flo just in the background, but I'm going to, oh, yeah. uh, what? What do you want to say? <laughs> no, I was just thinking about some different things, you guys, about the, um, so these all all these three topics can tie in together. So like you already mentioned me talk about a meditative state, where we mentioned about the mindfulness and then meditation. Now, with the meditation, there's so many things that go into it, but it is not as my movies are scary. It's not as intimidating as it might come off to some people because it could be like, okay, I know how to meditate. You know what I mean? I know what I'm doing. And it, that's when you get really defensive instead of like taking in knowledge. But I feel mm-hmm. like a couple of things just to start off, just so you don't feel overwhelmed by meditation. Um, I feel like if you could just become more quiet within yourself, or even if you're around people, and like you said, it's going to tie right back in together with the mindfulness. If you can be just more aware when you're around people and be more silent, that's the biggest thing. Because I ride the bus, you know, I ride the RTA in Cleveland. And it can be like really like ah uh, like I'm, even on the health floor I'm like whoa and then you know it's it's a lot of gentrification going on different things within the urban community so I see so many different things but I don't really take it in as much as somebody else would you know what I mean I just I'm just going with the flow and I'm just vibrating on a higher level where I'm just into my own self and what I'm thinking about um, <clears throat> a lot of times when I do see stuff going on in the community. I want to think about things that I can change in the, in the community. So I'm not trying to look at it so much in a bad way. But when I'm on the bus, you guys, I it's, it really helps. Like I even, so I downloaded the Chakra app and it's for meditation also. And the Chakra mm-hmm. thing, you, you can get deep into it if you want to, but don't think that it can be overwhelming. I really only use it for, they have like um, some healing music that you can listen to while you sit in the Chakra poses. Uh, and while meditating and they also have like little finger gestures, uh, gestures that you could do that um, help and I was even doing the finger gestures y'all on the bus like let me let me woosah like people remember probably be like oh woosah woosah like let me calm down and I just put it I, I felt really good like I was just sitting there I've seen a man do it before too I think he was on a bus and he was doing uh, even when we fold our hands it's, a, it's different movements and the gestures in our hands that we don't even know about that that connects to our spirituality, even our ancestors. So um, that's just step one. I, I want you guys to just think about just download uh, a meditation app. It doesn't even have to be the chakra meditation app. It could be any mm-hmm. meditation app, and they usually have healing music on there. I play the healing music for my babies. I'm telling you, like it was like positive or uh, meditation music. I'm like, let's just lift this, you know, because they were they were just yelling at me, and I got them to sleep, y'all. Like I did my whole little thing. And then I had the music on in the background and just kind of calmed them down. And so that's what I would I would want you guys to just uh, first step off with with the music. I got um, some check out. too. Okay, so what's up? So um, I know how you was talking about the meditation. Uh, something that I know because I tried the meditation is uh, more so like meditation for beginners. Mm-hmm. Basically, we sit, of course, and get comfortable and prepare to sit for a few minutes and what you're doing is you're trying to uh, focus on breathing mm-hmm. and clearing your mind. So any thoughts that come to your mind, it's like you're trying to clear it out so you can focus on breathing. So right. with that, you want to do that for a couple minutes. So you want to inhale and exhale and make sure that you do it slowly. And like, I think with what you're doing it slowly, it actually helps, it helps yeah, it you does. focus more. Versus trying to breathe fast, because if you breathe breathing fast, that's almost like you just got done running. Your mind ain't going to be clear because all you're trying to do is bring down your heart rate. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, that's what I think about when it comes to basic meditation for beginners. I think it's good because it helps us control what we think about 
and how we block out negative energy, of mm-hmm. course, um, energy, period, because with meditation, you're trying to clear your mind, you know, right. especially with the negative thoughts. And it could be things that you just went through where sometimes you just got to calm down and you need to detach yourself from the road. It's good that you sit down and you breathe for a second, close your eyes, get in a quiet setting and make sure that you're comfortable so that you can actually follow through with the meditation. And it's something that you can do like maybe five, I'll say like every day for like 10 minutes. That's mm-hmm. a good practice every day for 10 minutes. Learn how to meditate and clear your mind. Cause I think it'll definitely take the stress away from a lot of people that's going through it. You know, it, it will. Are you, are you done talking now? Cause I ain't yeah, Okay. 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 <laughs> so I, I agree with uh, Mr. Flo, you guys. I, I really, I really do. And I, this is something I'm telling you, this is something I've been working on just within the last year and a half. I've always been like a real spiritual part person. I actually always been mindful, knowledgeable, but now I'm really starting to use it in a different way where it can really help me grow. And um, that's why I think it really starts with the mind first, because mm-hmm. it shows you that you don't always need like, people always giving you advice. If you start just, I mean, you can take advice. You always take advice, but you always have to just go back into yourself. And somebody might call me crazy. Uh, they think I'm probably talking to myself. I didn't been outside before like, hmm, what's that? <laughs> what do you think about? Like, I'll, I'll be talking to myself, but I don't, I don't feel crazy just because it's also a way we're going to, you can call him God or Most High of the Lord. I call him Most High. I'm talking about our M's today, too. When I talk to Most High, he really, the meditation helps him come give me messages. Because before I always believed in Most High, I believed in God, but I didn't really get a good connection because I know that I wasn't doing the most, the most, the best things for myself. And it made me feel, it kind of made me feel like, okay, I would think of most high, like, like the, like the ultimate parent, like of all, you know what I mean? The creator. Mm -hmm. So when I, when you think about like, especially if you do something bad and you have to talk to your parents about it, they find out it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. You know, I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I know they're probably going to be really mad. So a lot of times when I would do things that, I wasn't doing anything too crazy, y'all, out here. But I definitely wasn't respecting myself and the decisions I was making. And I would think a lot of times I would feel, I would feel bad to try to even speak to him, even though I do speak to Most High, um, just about that, just random things like "Thank you, Lord, for this," you know, or different things, or if I'm eating, or this was a really good meal, you know, thank you, or just just the, the littlest things that you could thank him for. It really, it really can uplift you because it's kind of like your parent, you know what I mean? You're speaking to, but he isn't, he can't really give you any criticism back, like you know, like mm-hmm. talking to you on the phone or whatever. But it, it definitely is a better connection with him through the meditation. And we, oh, yeah. uh, you said, oh yeah. No, go ahead. My bad. No, <laughs> no, it, I was gonna say something. <laughs> no, I'll say something. Oh, so my bad. What I was gonna say was when it comes to like the reasons you should meditate is it helps you understand your pain. It helps you lower your stress levels, like you were saying when it came to breathing, and it helps you mm-hmm. connect better with yourself, and you improve focus because you're trying to clear your mind at all times. And you reduce the brain chatter. And when I say the brain chatter, it's everything and like the thoughts that's going on in your mind that you're trying to reduce. So where you're not uh, thinking about problem after problem, it's more so like you're just trying to reduce that to clear that and focus only on breathing. Right. And so, okay, just to go off of that too, I was going to add a point to that. These are some things I had also written down, y'all. And I, I see something in my notes that says, Growing out of old ways of thinking and being able to take in new information, then it has like ego right there. And it says a lot of people, many people are consumed by TV and social media. And I feel that I can look at, I can use, and I'm just, I'm just throwing this in there because everything could tie in together. But we are living in a different age, you guys. The technology, trust me, my my baby's been taking pictures of me while I'm sleeping, y'all. You know, it's a different generation <laughs> compared mm-hmm. to back in the day. But 
you really can use the TV and the social media in different ways because we are consumed by by people. And I have to be real because I used to, you know, I ain't gonna lie, don't don't judge me. But I used to watch like weird shows like Friends and stuff like that when I was younger. Even though it's a little different, we were we were growing up in a generation, especially people who are um, uh, born in the early '90s. We're now growing up in a generation where we were able to get out of the, you know, let me turn the TV off. Like it used to get on our nerves, but we just turn the TV off. Like I watched my episode, and I'm about to go outside and play. You know, that's how we used to be. Right. Like let me go outside, but it's not like that no more. Where it feels safer outside like it was. So I feel like we can really use the social media and the TV in mindful ways where you can still get messages instead of it just feeling like, oh, if I, I feel like I can't be meditative or I feel like I'm not being mindful because I'm on my phone all the time. But it is good, though, you guys, to put the phone down just so you can be able to really take in everything. I, I was looking outside through the window and the sun was like shining right on my forehead. Y'all had closed my eyes and I could still see like the, the image, like like on my third eye, like the, uh, the symbol of the sun. It was on there for a minute. Like when I closed my eyes, I could see it like shining on my third eye. And I was just able to get a good message, but I could still get back on my phone. But I'm telling you guys, when you really start to take, take it in a different way and see how it helps you, it's just like taking... Think about this. You don't even got to take no medicine. You know what I mean? You really can just do this in the morning and it can help you. You drink your water. You just got to think about it in a way where it's like exciting. Like even when people start to work out and stuff like that, it's just more of an exciting thing that I'm telling you, like, we might as well make this a trend, y'all, instead of making all these other things trends. We could really we could really break this uh, cycle going on with the social media and use it for different ways. And I really want to get into um, Mr. Flo. He has good knowledge on the mental health ish, uh, illness and issues with it when it comes to um, family generation. And I want to talk about that real quick so we can flow it right back in to the meditation and mindfulness. So, Mr. Flo, what do you want to say about the mental health? Oh, so. So I know I, I kind of didn't talk about this before with you, but I wanted to, t- uh, it's definitely mental health, but I read a book called Addicted to Misery, and that pertains okay. to mental health too. And especially like when it comes to like, say like children, but in this book, it kind of pertains to the children as adult children. <laughs> so those are children that grew mm. up too fast because they wasn't raised properly. So with that- right. Of course, they mentality will be a little bit different. And they, of course, they're going to feel like they can't really trust people like that because of the love that they didn't get from their parents because they had to, you know, do stuff that a child shouldn't have have to do because the parents is not active. Um, so when right. it comes to like mental health, like all that plays a part in the advancement, the growth and the elevation for a person, you know what I'm saying? to reach that next phase or next potential in their life. Like if they wasn't raised property, I, my bad, I said property, but uh, property. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so if they wasn't raised properly, of course it's going to take them longer to actually reach that level when it comes to uh, mental health. Like uh, right. you see a lot of people actually struggle with opening up and talking about the problems that they go through, releasing it and finding ways to cope with it, you know, so mental health for me is it's a little bit different than probably somebody else because I think I might understand people a little bit more because I try to like hear people out because I got soldiers too as well hearing them I I can tell like when they going through something based off of they they mood if I know that you always happy and you come to work and you just look down and sad of course I that's stuff that I pick up on so yeah I got to know like my soldiers if more than anything, because I got like five, six soldiers. So I'm dealing with mm-hmm. five, six different people. So I got to pick up on when they going through stuff. So, you know, that's what I had to say. Okay. I hope you better, you better make some comments after I make my comment. <laughs> um, so just going off of what he was saying, um, before this, me and Mr. Flo had a conversation about the mental health, and it was getting real deep. Like it was mind blowing mm-hmm. to me because I I've always thought about stuff like this, but I never really thought about the 
the topic like mental health. You know, I never like the category put it in a in a category. I just always knew about it. But now that I'm getting older, you guys, and I'm I'm a parent and I'm have the twins, so I, you know I ain't judging nobody else that don't have twins, whatever. But it is good to just see stuff from other people's point of view and. The multi- raising multiples is very is very different, especially me being a single mother. And I always I've been thinking about a lot about my parents and how they had effect on me. And it could be good and bad. Now I try to always see good and bad out of the situation because my parents were like horrible to me. My parents are very overprotective, y'all. Mm. So I wasn't really able to do a lot. And I always would get I always get like you know defensive and feel like I don't need to rebel. Like, I need to get up out the house. Like, y'all don't let me do things. And now that I'm getting older, and my father was in my life also. And I know that could be, like, the, the parents, that's why, I, like, I'll go off from Mr. what Mr. Flo was saying. The third, the, especially the parents' role, if it's not there, especially maybe even if the parents come off more friendly to their kids and not like a parent, it can really have an effect on them feeling how they can um, bond with the parents or get their emotions out. And so going off of that, like with my parents and me uh, raising my children, I think a lot about like the positive stuff that they did. I do think about, I did think a lot about the negative, but now I'm getting older. I can see maybe why they acted that way, but it can always be a pro and a con. Like I know a lot of um, my friends have parents that are more friendly with them. And I would always be like, man, your mom is so cool. You know what I mean? Like, and then when I, I started seeing like stuff that they would do around their kids, or if being honest, if they're smoking or whatever, I just was like, hmm, it's so different. Like, I'm not used to this, you know, with my mom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but I don't want to come off judgmental. You know, if, and somebody's at my house, they'll be like, man, this is like a real strict environment. You know what I mean? Everything is like, even if we're going like military type stuff, you know, we do, my mom, my mom did stuff a certain type of way where I, now with my kids, like I'm on it. Like I can see why my mom did that. Like I'm on it. Like I need to be on top of getting my kids down at a certain time. So I can get my, get my free time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used to think about a lot of stuff with my father because I was only his only child and I'm a, I'm a girl. And my father always, he kind of made me feel like, you know, stand up for what you believe in. You know what I mean? Like, stand your ground. Don't let nobody change who you are. And um, a lot of people didn't like my father, even though I ain't going to say it like that, you know, on the podcast. But mm. I I feel like I just take a lot of stuff from what they were going through and seeing how they're coming out in a different way with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to also see other people's points of views with the mental health. And I, I always feel like a healer, so I want to be able to help them. But with me and Mr. Flo, I know we're talking everywhere, yeah. But me, with me and Mr. Flo, we were talking about yesterday, uh, the other day, about the, the illness within generations and how it can have an effect, just keep on going. And that's why a lot of stuff in the community, you see like, you know, a lot of people don't even come to big family gatherings anymore because of stuff they went through as children, like how we were back in the day, especially like early 90s babies how we were, where we were always going to family get-togethers, get even though we probably didn't like all the people that were coming. You know what I mean? But now it's not even like that anymore for a lot of people. They don't come together as much, especially in the Black community. And um, Mr. Flo, what would you say about when we're talking about generational things going on with the mental health and how it, there, there are a lot of people in this uh, time, like at our age, 27, 28, that we feel like we want to break generational things. And this is even if you don't have kids, you still just feel like you want to break something because they you feel like the mental health uh, illness can still uh, keep reoccurring if no one takes a stand, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, so when it comes to that, um, I'll say like uh, self-accountability first, you know, like mm-hmm. no, like... Um, like what you doing wrong and like why the family of course is like that, but you got to mm-hmm. make sure that you doing what you got to do to try to change that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when it comes to the right. generational thing, like I look at it like that's like a uh, a family dysfunction, you know what I'm saying? Especially coming from a dysfunctional family. If all you see is say alcohol abuse, uh, divorce abuse, 
and things like that. Like it's it's gonna be hard for you, you know what I'm saying, to actually break that generational thing. But it's better when you can recognize that hey, this is not what I want to do. Um, so of course that helps you take accountability because you're consciously aware of what's going on around you. But as far as bringing family together, the only thing that's actually going to cure that is love. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, because like I got I know family members that's been on drugs and. By them actually going that route, it detached the family. But with love, I think it's kind of keeping people together still. Even though we, I might not agree with what you're doing, but mm-hmm. if I still show you love, I think that will help like keep the family close. Right. Even no matter right. how far <laughs> we are, you know? Yeah, I, I, that's, that's an interesting point because I have always been the kind of person like, you know, I'm not feeling this. Like, I'm going to have to, like, I could be like ghosty type, you know what I mean? Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> but now that I'm getting older, like, my parent, my my kids, they need their grandparents, you know what I mean? And it's a lot of stuff. Like, if I, I do feel like the kids bring the, like, the kids can bring families back together because um, they start to think of things that they did wrong back in their past, too. And um, I feel like my kids are bringing my family back together because I'm working with them, too. But I'm also letting them know, you know, like, you know, I'm I'm doing this for my kids, but I feel like it's a way for us to start bonding back together. Like I, I'm I'm just breaking out of <laughs> anything trying to hold me back. You know what I mean? So right. anything negative that's in my mind or in my past, because the past can be very so negative that you just stay in it and you don't know how to just break out of it. And because after you after you deal with your family for like a couple hours, you can go home or you can do whatever you need to do. You know, you don't have to look at it in the in that type of way um, <clears throat> where I feel like with my kids, I do let it be known like this is how I do things with my kids. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're working with me too. like, OK, let's we're going to do this, do that just because the love of the kids is really helping bring back the family. And I can just stand and knowing what things I'm going to do with my kids mm-hmm. and seeing if they can work with me, but it makes me feel like I'm being more heard now. You see what I mean? It makes mm-hmm. me feel like I'm being more heard because before I always felt very lonely when I was younger. And now that I'm breaking out of my, think about it, I'm breaking out of my uh, past um, flaws and my struggles and things that held me back. And now they see me being on my stuff and they like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, so it, it makes your family also think too, um, because some people, maybe they want to break generational, like we, we call these in curses, generational curses or things mm-hmm. going on with the mental illness. And they might see that they want to change it. But sometimes it can be scary for change too, because it's been going on for so long. And then we have a lot of stuff going on within the urban community, mm-hmm. which has an effect on how people think about day-to-day stuff. So sometimes they feel like they can't just think about their stuff. You know, there's so much mm-hmm. going on. But I feel like that's one of the good things that could help the black community, especially the black community, when it comes to um, communication and just feeling more accepted to be heard. Because mm-hmm. I've talked to people, strangers that I don't really know, and we have a real good conversation. And I'll make their day, and they'll make my day, and we don't even know each other like that. And we're not worried about any give or take or what we're trying to get out of the other person. It's just good communication. And then we help. I've had this lady I'm talking to. She, I met her when I was pushing my stroller mm. and we had a good conversation and she'll still hit me up sometimes. Like if I need some food, you know what I mean? She'll tell me like, you know, different pantries or farmer's markets, the different things that's open and just checking on me. And I feel really loved. And that's just a neighbor that I met walking around. And she told me that she saw me pushing my baby. She always sees me pushing the babies. And I've had a couple people who I've met say, just know that every, you know, that people see you, you know what I mean? Not saying like in a weird way, but you know, mm-hmm. that people see you doing stuff and they see you struggle and don't feel like that you're alone. And that makes people feel more accepted when it's especially just random people. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where I feel like we are getting really far from in the community when it comes to just um, having a conversation and bonding and some. feeling accepted. I got some for what? everything you were saying. Um, okay. It's somewhat called the drama <laughs> triangle, but I'm just going to break this down. So it says the rescuers need people to save or rescue and victims look for people um, 
backwards. My bad. All right, so rescuers need people to save or rescue, and victims look for people to save them. So that's kind of like important too. Not not trying to say mm. you are a victim or anything, but I'm talking no, about right. so like it's some people that's that's there to like um that need help, you know, and mm-hmm. they need to be rescued, and they might feel like a victim. And the thing about that is people they kind of cling they cling towards people that they know that can rescue them or help them. And for that person that's rescuing or helping that other individual, they won't feel fulfilled until they actually can make sure that they actually help that person. Is the person ready to be helped? Yeah, of course. A person that's uh, ready to be helped. But um, you got to be ready for that at the same time. And uh, you mentioned something important, too, about, like, having, uh, like, random conversations with people that you don't know. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. good because... Just like you probably needed to have a conversation with them, they might have needed to release some information. You know what I'm saying? So you could have like helped rescue them by just hearing them out for what they had to say and engaging in that conversation because they probably didn't feel like they was in the right state of mind. You know, so that's what it is. That's all I had to say. <laughs> okay, well, just going off of that, I'm a. Uh, I just looked at my notes. I have something that says overcoming me. I think I told you to you this before. And it this all ties back into what we're talking about. Overcoming me, getting out of the old me. You have above the line or you have below the line. Above the line is ownership, accountability, and responsibility. Being under below the line is blame, excuses, and denial. And it all goes into your uh going through your conscious, your subconscious, mm-hmm. and then your creative subconscious. And this is, something, this is actually something I had like on a little webinar thing. And it was just a good note. And I, I mean, good, you know, good word. I just took it down. And um, it's all about the control, about, you know, being living below or um, above. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, think about it. You have ownership, accountability, and responsibility. And those words, like when you when you think about it, even remember when you were younger and somebody like you know, be responsible. You know, I used to kind of like get a feeling like, I, you know, what you trying to say, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> or even being accountable. Like, if really think about those type of words, it it really makes you think because if you have a lot of bad flaws within yourself, um, sometimes going on even with um what Flo was saying, it can be hard to take in good advice or just take mm-hmm. constructive criticism and be able to really let your guard down so you can be, be able to bond with people who really, they might see really goodness in you. You know what I mean? They might see some really good stuff in you. And like the lady told me, she sees me walking around all the time. People are watching you. You know, you never know who's watching you. You never know who you're influencing, who you're motivating and mm-hmm. who can motivate you. And so when you think about the ownership and accountability and responsibility, all those kind of words are, they, they mean different things, but they kind of all tie in together where it's like, it starts with me first, you know, overcoming me. So it starts with me first. And once you, it, it, it makes you feel powerful in a way because you're living above the line. And it's like, you know, I'll talk to someone and I'll say, I'm taking, I ain't gonna lie, I'll take ownership in my flaws that I used to be a lazy person. You understand? I used to be lazy. I used to do this. I used to do that. Or I used to have a bad attitude and these different things. And when I admit those flaws right there in the beginning, before I even even maybe try to say something about somebody else, it, it kind of makes them like think like, hmm, mm-hmm. I can't even, I, you know, I have it. It makes them maybe come into a new th- uh, uh, thought process because they're not thinking, they're not automatically trying to attack you because a lot of people are used to being attacked. So that's why you have to think about it in a bigger view, because if you if you just go into the conversation and you admit your flaws and you take ownership of different things, even when we're in a conversation right now, you take take I take ownership or, you know, I see where you're coming from. I didn't see it like that. That makes people be more, um, like I said, feel more accepted where mm-hmm. it can bring change into them, too. And y'all can still have a good conversation because you're being mindful of of all that's going on. And then like going off of below, it says blame, excuses, and denial. Now, those words, like remember the, those other words, accountability, responsibility, and ownership, that's already, when you hear that, it's like, man, 
Mm-hmm. Like if you got something wrong, you're like, I need to get on top of my stuff. When you hear the other words below the line, blame, excuses, denial, it kind of makes you think like, oh, I know about that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know about that. It makes you not even want to like uh, think about it too hard because you know you've probably done something within those words that that you need to take ownership of. You know, mm-hmm. so like for example, we use. Um, excuses y'all i'm gonna use excuses because i can admit that i've made excuses a lot of times when you make the excuse like when you're already in 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 the midst of saying a sentence you already know you're making an excuse but you don't want to go back you know what i mean you don't want to go like backtrack and they be like oh i gotcha you're like no i'm gonna go with this and that's what it it always it it can become a lie also when you're starting to say it because you know you're not being truthful you know, you're not taking ownership and being accountable of what you're, what's going on. And uh, the excuses really ha- holds a lot of people back. Think about it. We could, we're going to tie this back to the mental illness before we end our conversation. Mm-hmm. With, the mental, with the mental illness, with, let's say, excuses. Or living in denial. I will, I'm going to use, I'm going to make a comment about, let's say like homelessness, okay, y'all? Because I really be, the homelessness really, it's just, I really sucks because you really never know if the person is really homeless because of, you know, situations with not having a job, resources, because it can be hard, you know, it can be hard, especially if they have kids, you see somebody with kids and whatever's going on, or you might see homeless people that like might be doing drugs and stuff. So you always be thinking like, huh, you know what I mean? And I have a situation where let's say I'm going to the gas station, I'm going in there to give me a little Debbie snack or something like that. And I got, let's say I have my, be honest, I have my food stamp card. I go in there and I'm struggling too, y'all. You feel me? I just lucked up and got me somewhere, maybe a roof, but I'm still struggling like them. I didn't walk to the store. And I'll go into the store. I think I talked to this with Mr. Flo before. I walk mm-hmm. into the store and he'll ask me for a dollar. And y'all know y'all didn't see this before. Like, and sometimes you can be really rude to them sometimes. You, just, you know, you didn't see people be rude. And it kind of right. makes you feel rude. You want to be rude to them too. And you'd be like, like, get out of my face. You know what I mean? You're all in my face. Like, I'm trying to, you know, and you don't even have to react like that. This is what I tell the homeless person. I don't have a dollar. But I ain't gonna lie. I can get you uh, some chips or something. Yeah. I no, I don't even want that. They'd be like, I don't even want that. Like, damn. Oh, yeah. That happened to me before. <laughs> um, I remember I was at McDonald's and this homeless guy. I seen that he was homeless. You know, you can kind of recognize that. Yeah. Sometimes people uh, pose as being homeless, but they don't be homeless. But right. he's going to say this guy was homeless. And he was looking at everybody eating. So I go up to him because I recognized it. I was like 18 at the time. I'm like, hey, do you want something to eat? I'll buy you some food. And this is a grown man. He like, no, nah, I don't want no food. I want some money. Like, oh, I can't give you no money, <laughs> but I'll buy you some food. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think no, it's not funny, giving, but... me giving you money, that could be you. You know, you already at your low points. When people, they reach their low points, you know, they use uh, things. I call it like medicators. When I say medicators, it could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be like a, abusing medication. And that's stuff that they mm-hmm. think that's going to actually help them get through their problems. But it's not. But it's just kind of crazy that I offered to buy you food so you can eat. So you can feel full, but you denied me and said that you wanted some money. So what was you gonna really do with that? You know what I'm saying? Right. What you gonna really do with the money? That's why I would ask them, what you really gonna do with the money? And then they won't answer me and they'll get they'll because they will only be asking for a dollar. You understand what I mean? So I'm like, what are you gonna be doing with the money? Or even right. I didn't have somebody uh shun me away even and give them some change. Mm-hmm. And I just like, what are you going to do with the money? And so you already know, and we're going off this with the mental health in the community, you already know what the homeless person is really doing with the money. Because if a person does take the money and they, or they want some chips, okay, then you can really see, like, okay, they're, they really must be hungry. Um, and I feel like that's something, too. Like I'm saying, you don't have to be ignorant to homeless people when you see them. You just maybe engage in some like think about it a lot of people don't engage with the homeless people in conversation so if you engage with them and talk to them like how me and Flo were saying even asking them do they want something to eat um I even because I'm a I'm a real goofy person so I can be kind of like goofy with them even though I'm still being serious like you know what do you I say it like in a funny way like so what you want from my 
style. I get you something out of style, though. You know, something like that. It, you never know how they might react to it. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm not gonna lie, you guys. We're definitely gonna be talking about mental health again, probably in my my, my next episode or uh, mm-hmm. whatnot. And we're gonna we're gonna keep on um, going back into this topic because it's it's a really deep topic. It doesn't have to be scary. You understand? I mean, it doesn't have to be a scary topic. It's very deep, and I feel like within the communities all around the world, especially communities that are struggling, mm-hmm. I feel like if we start talking about this topic more and it becomes more like not as scary to some people, they can start really seeing it how I'm seeing it. Mr. Me and Mr. Flo are seeing it where you're already kind of there. You just don't really know, maybe not know what to call it. A lot of people don't really know it's called mental health. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking about it like that. They're, oh, this is just about this is about drugs. Or this is just about family stuff. You're not, not trying to tie it in together where it's about mental health. Because mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen, I'll use an example. I have a friend, well, he has some pockets to me, so I know she's my friend. But I, I did have influence on her life too because she's become more positive. And, um, she had her mother was on drugs and I remember seeing her mother, I think she was doing cocaine and I remember seeing her mother and I was like kind of scared at first, but I didn't show her me being scared. I just treated her like, you know, just like a person. And she told me all her stories about what she went with her mother. Cause when people go through, um, with their family members on drugs, it can be really hard for them to explain. And so when she explained to me, I really could see it from her point of view but I'm telling you guys, she had like a really bad attitude and she is just, I can't even get mad. You know what I mean? Because even though I'm not in her life anymore, I probably had influence on her and didn't even know. Maybe we right. both were able to change each other because she was like more aggressive and I wasn't. And I didn't know how to stand my ground. And I feel like I am able to do it now. But when I met her, she was very, she used to get in fights and stuff in school and just really mean and cussing people out and whatever. And now she's on some positive stuff and she graduated from college and she is just doing her thing. You know what I mean? She's got like a side hustle with the blog and everything. And she really took that situation and used it where she became positive and she'll probably still help her mother out, but she's looking at it in a more mindful way where she's looking at a holistic, where it's not, it's, 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 it's deeper than that. And maybe she's had an effect on her mother because she changed herself and it takes time to change. But I'm telling you, we can break out of these cycles within the community when it comes to because it's, it's all mental. And um, yes, what do you? What would you like to say, Mister Fo? Because I feel like I'm just talking oh. and talking. Oh no, I got some. Um, I was gonna break down the word aware. I was gonna break it down in an acronym. So the okay. acronym for each letter is able, willing, and ready to exchange. And mm. what able is is we must be able to look at our problem in the face and see that we can make the necessary changes to recover. The W is willing and it's, we must be willing to make whatever changes are needed for our recovery. And AR is, and ready. We must be willing to live the temporary discomfort in order to recover. And the E is exchange. We must exchange our old thinking attitudes and behaviors for the new ones of recovery. So I just uh, wanted to kind of leave that, you know, because um, no, we was talking about mental health, and that's mm-hmm. more of a, like a misery addiction acronym. Mm-hmm. Acronym, because um, you know, people would, like I think people need to hear minor stuff, you know, so they can actually stay on track. And yeah, I kind of wanted to break the acronym down because I think it was good because it it spells out aware. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that was good. Say it one more time, though, so they can hear it. Oh, my bad. Hold on. Let me go back to it because I actually wrote it down. Okay. So It's just I want to hear it, too. Oh, I got you. So, it's aware is the word, but the acronym is uh, able, willing, and ready to exchange. And I, I kind of broke that down. Um, so, you know, if they want to listen to it again. They can hear it on the podcast because I don't want to okay. say it twice. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But I think that is is really important. That like it basically it's basically us being aware, you know, of people that's addicted to misery. So, and that's kind of a way that can help them, you know, solve that problem so that they don't stay trapped in that mind frame. 
Right, that that even goes with the uh, acronym I said about the poor, P-O-O-R, people, um, dang, look, y'all. <laughs> I couldn't even remember. People, um, I'm, okay, hold on, y'all. Don't get mad at me. It's, it's like, it says people... It's basically saying, I would have to, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to talk about this again with the mental health when I think about it. I just don't want to just keep like being real silent. I'm trying to think, mm-hmm. but it, it goes off of a lot of people are, oh, people overcoming obstacles, I mean, uh, opportunities regularly. So uh, basically like they don't take on any type of things like opportunities that come to them they just kind of like shut it off, like on a regular. They're, they're not really trying to really put themselves out there to, to make a change and to do something. Because there's so many different opportunities out there for the homeless. I've worked with homeless before, and I had a friend that was homeless, and he's not homeless anymore. You know what I mean? He looked at it a different way, and now he's not even there. And you wouldn't even know. The thing is, you wouldn't even know he was homeless if you saw him on the street. He does, he would carry a backpack with him, but it wasn't. It didn't look like, you know, like a nasty backpack, like he didn't just been sleeping on it or something mm-hmm. weird. So, um, uh, I feel like this was a good start, y'all. I feel really good. I feel really good. I don't feel uh, scared no more, to be honest with y'all. But oh, no, it's good. I mean, I was happy that you had me on here. I know at like a, a hour, it kind of cut us off. So, I think we should wrap it up. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. But I'm just letting y'all know, I feel really good, and I hope you guys still continue to to tune in to my podcast, Mindful Mommy, and I feel like this is going to be really good. I'm liking our connection already. I, y'all not even sitting with me, but I feel like I'm sitting there right there with y'all, and I want to say thank you to Mr. Flo for coming in, and say what your uh, podcast is so anybody wants to um, look into your podcast. So my podcast is called Flow for Life. You can look at you can uh, look me up on the Anchor app. If not, you can look at it on the Apple Podcast. Uh, once mm-hmm. this uh, podcast actually come out, it's going to distribute to like eight different platforms. So you can find uh, Monty's or mine on there. So, all right. Well, I want everybody to have a blessed rest of the day or night or morning, whenever you listen to this. And we will be talking to you soon. And I will I will have Mr. Flo on here again. I like how it flowed all together. So I'm, I want you, I'm glad you guys, I want you guys to get something from this and be more mindful. I want to say thank you and thank you. Be blessed. All right. I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in and listening to me. And I had a, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I had a really good time talking to you guys. And I feel very motivated just talking to you. And I hope that you can feel motivated through me and in reverse because we both can help each other. So I'll see you next time and I hope you guys tune in and you stay blessed. All right now.